0: now, for the Faith FM Breakfast Show, with your hosts, Lyle and Lawson. Good morning. We are live, coming at you from Newcastle, Australia, where the sun is shining. The wind is not blowing. The clouds look to be very still, but also very pillowy, like I want to take a nap on them, because it's very early in the morning, and we're here. It's actually Blake and Lawson. Lawson. How are you going? So good. (laughs) I received
1: like one of the greatest compliments yesterday. Oh, whoa. Whoa. It it was like, it was fantastic. Does it matter who it's from? Well, yeah, actually it does because yesterday, so I was at Newcastle Uni and we were hanging out there and uh, I was with with my coworker Hannah and we had met some some new students that were from various parts of Asia, Japan, China, that kind of thing. We're sitting with them having lunch. And uh, I cooked like fried rice like the night before and I brought it in. I brought, you know, a pair of chopsticks in. I'm eating it, my fried rice because I basically I don't eat bread anymore. This is this is this great change. that's happening in my life. I just eat rice <laughs> um, and I'm eating my my fried rice. And one of the girls speaks up and says, Lawson, you use chopsticks perfectly. You're like you're like a local you're like an Asian. And I
0: was like, you know, I, I and your heart melted.
1: Yeah. Uh, just that specific thing of like, you use chopsticks perfectly. I was like, wow. Wow. <laughs>
0: Accepted. Well, that makes one of us inside this room uh-huh. able to use chopsticks. I'm How not going to say go? who it is, but one of us. <laughs> <laughs> it could be either
1: one of us. Do you like hold one in each hand and like, poke No, the food? I use a fork <laughs> oh, okay. too easy.
2: This is a reminder, you're listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms.
0: Well, coming up on Faith FM, we find out... As the Gold Coast insurance premiums skyrocket after new mapping reveals more than 88,000 homes are at risk of flooding, New South Wales also passes new legislation to create the New South Wales Reconstruction Authority to tackle flooding in the state, which gives them unprecedented
3: authority. Would he devote that sacred head to someone such as I? At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, the burden of my heart rolled away. And it was there by faith I received my sight. And now I am happy all the day. Was it for Christ that I have done? He suffered on a tree. Amazing pity, grace unknown, and love beyond me At the cross, at the cross.
0: to Weather up at the cross right here on the breakfast show with Lots Blake Walters, Blake Penland <laughs> getting it done absolutely. Uh, one thing I can definitely say I predict every morning is uh-huh. your unpredictability. Uh-huh. it's uh, it's a little bit frightening, a little mm. scary. I don't know what you're going to come out with, and I'm actually very nervous about today's news because mm-hmm. you have that little little sparkle in your eye right now.
1: Yeah. Well, all I said to Blake was that. I was just reading some news this morning and I was actually, I was on a website that was a good news website, you know, where it's like shares positive news and they shared something that I didn't think was very positive. So I was like, I <laughs> guess I'm doing the bad news today. Uh, but Hey, before we get into that, guys, we have our final opportunities to get into the draw that is happening at the end of the show today, around eight forty-five. So here we go. Who previously <laughs> had five husbands and then lived with another man, uh, the, her name is not known. We'll give you that clue. Okay. But who previously had five husbands and lived and then lived with another man? If you know the answer, 0491 064 669. And, you, this, again, this is your final opportunity to go into the draw for our trifecta of amazing biographies. We have The Richest Caveman, the Dougie Bachelor story. We have A Thousand Shall haul, Fall, the Franz Hassel story. And we have Under the Shadow, the Joshua Yun Fo Chong and Yunus Tin story. Wow. So we'll give you all these stories, all these amazing biographies of people doing incredible things of faith.
0: You know what's crazy? What's up? How you could say the Chinese name better than the other two names. What do you mean? You like, you kind of were like friends, hustles, hustle. But then when the Chinese names just nailed every syllable and every sentence. Maybe you were telling me about the chopsticks this morning. Like that's something's <laughs> happening, Lawson. Dude, yeah. Oh, you it's just, it's, it's so awesome. You're, <laughs>
1: I love it, like, because, so my coworker Hannah, she's from Japan. Yes. Right? And I'm not from Japan. What? Uh, and I I, you were. Like, I am very, very Caucasian and very <laughs> Australian. But I you think... You a little ginger
0: mustache, too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> correct. Um, but I think that's actually works to my advantage here, because when it comes to meeting Asian students, like... Hannah Hannah, is like a really good bridge, especially towards Japanese students. A lot of Japanese students come over here and and they can talk to Hannah and she's like a Japanese living in Australia. But I find that I have lots of success in terms of just like meeting these people and befriending them because I can walk up to them as some random white guy and just be like... Oh, konnichiwa, uh, nyihonjin desu ka? Which is like, like, are you from Japan? And then like, hi, like, oh, kakui, <laughs> like, cool, I'm like,
0: genki desu ka? And then, sport.
1: and then we start having a conversation, I can walk up to Chinese and be like, oh, nihama, and then it's like, oh, niha and then, like, oh, hen ha, oh, hen like, I can, I can speak a little bit of all of these languages, or Korean, or, or, Tagalog, like Filipino, like I can just speak a little bit enough to where just break those barriers down and just right. have those conversations.
0: That I mean, honestly, that's pretty cool. Like I love, I love language learning. To mm. be, to be honest, like I don't know any asian languages at Mm. all like nothing zero and and even when i try to i'm just like i i don't know my my brain doesn't work that way but i know some other languages and i love doing that as well too like i speak shona Mm. and which is the zimbabwean language and i and i totally understand like when people see me i look like a big viking yeah and then (laughs) i'm all of a sudden speaking in an african language and people are like what is Mm. going on with my life like Mm. what's happening here and so it's very uh, but I mean, I have a huge accent when I do. I'm like a redneck speaking Shona, mm. so it's kind of a weird thing. Or yeah. Spanish too. Like, that's that's yeah.
1: the thing for me that I've tried to work on so much with languages is the is the accent. Like, uh. like I'm not perfect. Like particularly when it comes to a language like Chinese. Right. But the fact that you're putting a little bit of effort in, then they're like they can they actually compliment you for it. like they're they're like they they see that as wow this person is like really trying. Like if I walked up to someone, and I was like oh, ni hao mao. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> it's just like walking up to a chinese person and be like, "ni hao ma?" like right. just different. And even like cuz uh, chinese uses a lot of intonation in the accent. I think it was four. the yeah, to change like the meanings yeah. of the words and stuff. And my intonation isn't perfect, but the fact that I'm smoothing it over and I'm trying my hardest, they 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 really like they're like, wow, like good job. You know, they really they really appreciate it. It breaks down those barriers. And you can have conversations with people, which can then lead to you telling them about Jesus.
0: So for our listeners here on Faith of Him this morning, Texas 0491-064-669, what language Lawson should learn next? <laughs> sure, dude. Absolutely. Well, yeah. I just, I
1: just like aced my Hebrew course. There we go. This, you're a polyglot. So I'm like, I'm, I'm. Well, I've got Greek next semester, which is oh, pretty gnarly.
0: Never mind. <laughs> don't text us before anyone <laughs> But hey, 69. over the summer break, you know, what, what should I
1: learn? I'll be on here a in Greek in February, and I'll be just that would be that would be crazy if you're I just had Greek down, and then the semester starts, and I'm just like,
0: got it, got it. I think though the ancient Greek is different than like street greek
1: yeah yeah but i think there's similarities there is there there's there's enough similar and and there's kind of the bridges between them i've I've, yeah
0: anyway i once had i'll tell a quick story here i once there was a man who i used to work uh in america i was a social worker and when i was working as a social worker there was a guy his name was desi and Mm. he only spoke uh polish i believe only ever never heard anything else but polish then like The day before he died, he just looked me square in my eyes. And we're talking, I've been working there for like eight months. And I'd have a conversation with him every day, only responds in Polish. And I had no idea what he was saying. Looks me square in my eyes and he says, everything is possible if you know the language. And that was it. And I was just like, whoa, what a quote. And then he actually passed away the next day. So it's like burned in my head. So now I'm kind of like. Languages are important. Absolutely. And so everything is possible if you know the language. Totally. Good on you, Lawson. What's well, the news? Well, that's our good <laughs> news. I guess now we transition into our less good news. Oh, no.
1: Um, the state of Colorado, you know, interesting things coming Denver, out of that place. Boys. The, the Denver Nuggets and, uh, you know, other, other exploits and big mountain <laughs> Denver and Nuggets
0: and other exploits. Um,
1: well, the, the, latest, the latest exploit is that Colorado has just legalized... Uh, yeah, uh, magic mushrooms and psilocybin. Oh wow! Uh, which is yeah, essentially that plays out. That psych- makes so much sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Colorado is just a wild place.
1: Yeah, but they have legalized psychedelic mushrooms in Colorado, and they are the second second state to do so after Oregon. Um, Colorado was <laughs> that also makes sense. which makes Sorry. a lot of sense.
0: Uh,
1: well, uh, I believe Colorado was on the forefront of legalizing marijuana. But-
0: it, Colorado and Oregon are. Wild, like I mean, you if you drive through. My sister lives in Oregon. You drive through Oregon, and there's just like on the billboards, it's all just cannabis billboards. Mm. Like, get your cannabis here. It's big, crazy. Big cannabis. You know, yeah, putting, they are putting
1: those billboards
0: up. Crazy. But
1: uh yeah, they have just legalized magic mushrooms
0: which... for medicinal purposes, or just like straight up well, recreation.
1: Well, this is the point. There is no medicinal purpose for magic mushrooms. <laughs> this is what I was trying to find because I'm like usually. Like, the, the legislation that carries these things into legalization revolves around medicinal use. That's right. at least what it was in California or or Colorado in regards to marijuana. Um, And a lot of the states that legalize it, it's carried in with, oh, well, there's a medicinal use for this, but then, oh, also after a little while, this also a react- recreational use. It's kind of, we see a bit of a slope there, a slippery slope.
0: Um, well, as we can see, a- abs- the slope is slippery. The slope is slippery because it happens everywhere. Down right now.
1: But this... Like psilocybin does not have a medicinal use; It is not adopted by any uh yeah health company or or any hospital system within the united states uh there are some there are There is some research that where people affirm and say, "Oh yeah, it can be used to treat depression." Uh, but on the other hand, you've got the various negative effects of mushroom usage, which is well, permanent brain damage. Brain damage. Like
0: and, and actually physiological gray matter brain damage as well too. Mm. So psilocybin when you you know when you do mushrooms, like it actually eats holes, like literal real physiological holes in the brain matter. Which is let me explain. That's bad. Because a lot is- of people don't know that. It's bad to put holes in your brain. <laughs>
1: Because magic mushrooms are a psychedelic and psychosis and, you know, hallucinogenics and hallucinations, these things, get this, are not good for your brain. No. Like either in the time or throughout prolonged usage or, you know, later down the track. This is terrible for you. And so what we're seeing here is legislation being passed 100% based on just a want to appease the flesh. Wow, heavy
0: stuff, that's true This this legislation
1: is not good for anyone This is only harming people And I am saddened But I think it shows me very clearly Wow, the hearts of men are truly evil And have grown cold And Jesus is coming back soon Truly That's all I can say right now This is Kate Hollingsworth
4: (laughs) Father, you are all powerful. Your spirit is stronger than ours.
0: Listening to the breakfast show live with Blake and Lawson, and we have some text messages that I just need to share real quick. First off, uh, Lawson, we've got a suggestion for uh, basically from Braden, mm-hmm. and I think it's a really good suggestion uh, for when you travel to your favorite country in the world. Lawson, you should learn Maori for when you visit the best country. I knew
1: I knew he was going to text that.
0: I, I felt like saying, please don't suggest to learn
1: Maori. I, that almost came out of my mouth. Well, for all of our poem. Maori
0: listeners, Lawson is on board. He's loving the yep. idea and he is yep. coming to New Zealand and he's going to be speaking Maori to everyone.
1: Especially, you know, when that all expenses paid trip comes through, you know, that education, okay.
0: re-education trip over to... New Zealand. I'm coming as a chaperone. That's uh, right. Patricia texts in, "Hey, could you go back to that 88,000 houses in trouble of flooding? The radio stopped. Triple smiley face. I was really interested. Guess what, Patricia? We about are about going right to right after the quiz.
1: Mm-hmm. So, our next quiz question: <laughs> In the armor of God, what is the sword of the spirit? Oh. Ooh. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call or text. If you know the answer, you will go into the draw to win the richest caveman, the Doug Bachelor's story, uh, a thousand shall fall, the Franz Hassel story, and. Under the Shadow, the Joshua, Yunfo Chong, and Yunus Tinshin story. We'll give them to you for free. You just have to win the draw. To win the draw, you just have to enter the draw. To enter the draw, you just have to answer these questions correctly. And text in at 0491-064-669. In the armor of God, what is the sword of the spirit? 491
0: 64 Lawson, I'm really bad at figuring out when... New South Wales ends, and when Queensland begins. So I just go up there to the Kingscliff area. You are an Australian citizen. I know that, but that when I go up there, I just get all bamboozled, mm-hmm. right? So I want to ask: So Tweed Heads is that still New South that's Wales? New South Wales. Coolangatta is Queensland. Okay, that's where the line is. it okay. So like, that makes sense. Have you
1: been? Have you been to the city and stood on the line? No, I haven't. There's like there's like a little memorial kind of plaque thing. Well, I was
0: trying to figure out cuz like literally when I was up there before, my phone like I'm on one side, it's doing one thing and then I drive to the next side and then all of a sudden an hour yeah, has time sh- passed. savings. It was like it was like time travel up mm-hmm. there. But anyway, another thing that's happening besides just time travel on the mm-hmm. daily. It would be cre- it would be super crazy if you lived on one side and worked on the other side.
1: There are plenty of people who do that.
0: It would mess with your mind. It
1: was a huge issue, actually, during COVID because of, like, the border restrictions. Yeah. There was, like, nurses who, like, lived in New South Wales and worked in Queensland and vice versa. And there was heaps of problems. They had to get these special passes to let
0: them in. Wow. Okay. Well, some other crazy stuff that is happening. Uh, there are new map. There's new mapping that's been released by the city of Gold Coast, which is in Queensland. Right. We've mm-hmm. established that. And it shows that 88,000 additional properties will be at risk in a worst case weather scenario, prompting concerns over insurance premiums. So the council's released two different flood maps outlining short term insurance modeling and long term climate risks. And the properties at uh, low to high risk of flooding have increased from about 85,000 to 173,000 oh, wow. homes at risk, right? So the Insurance Council of Australia says there is, quote, no evidence of price gouging and that climate risks are intensifying, right? Mm. So what's basically happening there in in the Gold Coast is, is, well, flooding happens all the time, but it's the intensity of the flooding and the frequency of the flooding Mm -hmm. are both increasing. Pretty
1: much all of Australia has broken every single rain record this year that's wild. Like in in terms of total rain, in terms of aggregate over each month, like we've, we've broken, especially here in new South Wales, but yeah, in Queensland as
0: well. Uh, It says, unless more is spent on risk and mitigation measures for exposed communities like the gold coast, there will be only, uh, there will be only, but upward pressure on insurance premiums. And so, because now there's 173 homes, whereas before there was far less, there's 88,000 less. Insurance premiums are just skyrocketing now. Mm. Do I get conspiratorial and say, "Hey, it's the insurance companies who have created a weather uh, machine <laughs> to destroy the weather pattern"? You could say, I that. could say that, or we could go to Matthew twenty-four mm. and recognize that these are the signs of the times, yeah. as the world is crying out because of the the sin that has. Rampant throughout the earth, and as we get closer to Jesus's return, we're going to see more and more and more of these things disasters, and uh, you know, floods, pestilences, fires, wars, rumors of wars, uh, all sorts of things uh, are the signs of the time. So, these are the little signs that are in the road when you're driving to your destination, and they are declaring, dictating, showing us how close we are getting to mm. Jesus's second coming. So, in some ways, it's a good thing. But in other ways, it's a bit daunting because, wow, what do we do in this time? This is very powerful uh, forces of nature that are impacting the lives of so many people. Uh, One of the council's new risk awareness maps has been designed to guide future planning decisions and to outline longer-term risks for residents. So under the mapping, almost half of the Gold Coast 275,000 properties are now rated on a scale from extremely low to very high flood risk as well, too. It's got a little picture here, basically, of the old map and Mm -hmm. then the new map, and it is pretty frightening Mm. uh, to see all of those properties at the potential risk of being flooded as well, too.
1: And I think the the sad thing here is the fact that they can't get insured or their insurance is so expensive. I remember... In 2017, I was up in that area. I was staying in Kingscliff, and the cyclone had come through, and we were doing flood relief and helping people to, you know, get stuff out and whatnot. And and the majority of people, I think, I was in condom Con, Condong, or Tumbulgum, or one of those, one of those suburbs. And we were walking up this street and just going house to house and helping people to be able to pull stuff out and whatnot. And yeah, there was this one particular house. The person had just moved in. It just They'd, like, actually immigrated to Australia, just moved in, just bought two cars, and none of it was insured. The house, the vehicles, oh, wow. nothing. And, um, you know, people on that street, like, they were pretty upset and there was lots of emotions and whatnot. But then, dude, that was just a tragedy. Wow. Like, just, just, just seeing... Yeah, a person lose everything, and I think they had the opportunity for insurance uh, that they didn't take, which is you know terrible in in their case. But then you know it, in these cases where our companies like like the insurance company is like we're not even going to front the money because it's just you know it's, it's just it's just too much at a risk. It it, it, it creates such a yeah oh awful situation for people where they can just potentially lose everything.
0: Well, to tackle these issues of natural disasters, uh, the New South Wales government's having another crack at setting up a natural disaster authority. Mm. So on Thursday, the Parliament passed a bill to create the New South Wales Reconstruction Authority. That's yesterday, basically, mm. to assist communities uh, to recover from disasters as well as to prepare for them. It's designed to cut through the red tape, but to do so... It will have a broad remit, which includes the ability to develop in national parks or on native land. So essentially, the idea comes from Janelle Saffin, the MP uh, there from Lismore, uh, during all the devastating floods her community faced earlier this year, and actually are still facing in reality. Uh, and and so basically, what happens here is she said that the now dismantled Resilience New South Wales, which was a former thing there, uh, led by former uh, led by Commissioner Shane Fitzsimmons Didn't have the necessary powers And the state would be better off With a model based on the Queensland Reconstruction Authority Okay So the independent flood inquiry earlier this year Also recommended a permanent statewide agency Dedicated to recovery and preparedness But It's a little bit scary Because opposition's Penny Sharp Told the upper house yesterday That the status quo Just wasn't working Although this new model was radical Labor was willing to give it a go, but the Greens and Mm. independent uh, Justin Field, MLC Justin Field, argued the new authority had unfettered powers and which were unprecedented in New South Wales. So the new Reconstruction Authority can now be permitted to carry out development on land that's likely to be directly or indirectly affected by natural disaster, Mm. which includes developing land within national parks, protected marine areas, or land subject, even to native title claims. So long as the development is necessary and appropriate. So essentially, this new authority can build anything at once, whenever it wants, as long as they deem it necessary. And So some people are saying, hey, this is way too much power. And other people are saying, we need this to deal with the natural disasters at hand. And -hmm. so what we can see is the world is just spinning wildly out of control here. And there's a power play back and forth. Mm. Wow, we think about that. This is true north. River Where Mercy Flows. listening to faith fm the breakfast show here with blake and lawson we've got a quiz question for you. i think it's our third one of the day lawson are you ready
1: i am absolutely ready for our next quiz question it is what plague followed the locusts in the 10 plagues that fell on egypt 0491-064-669 0491-064-669 is the number to call. Or text if you know the answer. You can win The Richest Caveman, The Doug Bachelor Story, A Thousand Shuffle, The Friends Hazel Story, or Under the Shadow, The Joshua Yun Fo Chong Story. We are giving those away for free. We're spinning the wheel. We're doing it's the draw. Today. It's going to happen later in the show, 845. So these are your final opportunities to get into the quiz. The number is 0491 064 669. And that question was, what plague followed the locusts in the 10 plagues that fell on Egypt? But right now, we have an interview with yes, you our favorite. Should we call him Genesisologist? We've just been talking about Genesisologist. We've been talking about the Book of Genesis with Baron Newstratton. Baron, are you there?
5: Yes, I certainly am. How are
1: you? Oh, we're just we're just killing it. Good morning. Just getting it done. Good
5: morning to you.
1: Well, we're picking up the story from last time we were in Genesis 42 and we were talking about, yeah, the the brothers, how they get back from Egypt and they tell their dad, hey, we um, lost another brother to to Egypt and we're going to need to head back there if we're going to get any food.
5: Yeah, that's a dilemma, isn't it? It's a remarkable story. There are many object lessons in this particular account of, joseph and the way he deals with his brothers and what he puts them through and he's obviously testing them and he's in his mind the question arises are they still the same or have they Mm. you know repented have they turned around have they have they improved and uh, he's putting them through their paces, all right Mm -hmm. and um The most remarkable thing about the whole thing I find of this story is that Joseph has made no contact with them. Mm. He was in a position to do so, uh, but it would appear that the man Joseph is completely surrendered to the will of God and waits for the instruction of God. It almost seems like he's guided here by God himself. And that I find so remarkable. He restrains himself from contacting his father he could have. Mm. And, uh, you know, obviously inviting him to come to, to Egypt, which will be the ultimate result here. But it is a remarkable story.
1: Mm. I could think, you know, in terms of a reason why Joseph wouldn't have closed the difference. It kind of makes me think about uh, in Certain circumstances, when someone commits a crime here in Australia, uh, they go yeah. to jail. And the reason they go to jail is so that they can be distanced from the rest of the so- society to keep the rest of society safe. You know, they have forfeited yeah. their right to be a part of society. Um, now, on an interpersonal level, I think that, in a sense, even though Joseph loves and forgives his brothers, and this sh- story has very much shows that, he's, yeah. I guess... The big question for Joseph is, whilst I still love and forgive them, should I close the distance? You know, am I bringing myself into harm by closing the distance? Um, yes, I, you know, have, point. because they have definitely forfeited their right to have a relationship with Joseph by selling him into slavery. In fact, they think he's dead, but. I think he's really taking the precautions and the steps to see, and I think it's good for their character as well. The reason, the reason we put people in jail is for rehabilitation. And I think that this. Yeah,
5: that is correct. Correct. There is a redemptive element isn't it? Mm. Uh, isn't it? And I think that also plays a big role. The mind of Joseph. It's their salvation. I, I, I truly believe that he is concerned about. Have they, have they changed? Mm. And that, that, shine through i think
1: absolutely and now yeah he he kind of makes them jump through some hoops here getting back and forth but ultimately yeah he's doing it out of the best interest of them i believe first totally yeah but then also in the best interest of you know he's a guy with a family and and kids and i feel like he definitely reserves the right to see oh well hey have my brothers who literally well in their mind murdered me sold me into slavery yeah have they yep. changed? Have they changed? Hmm. Because point. because one hundred percent, like Joseph would want his wife and his kids to be a part of this family. Like he would want to reintegrate. He would want to. Be, he he is a he's a Hebrew. You know he is a son of uh, of Jacob. He wants to be there, but he needs to know where are these guys at.
5: That, that, that is absolutely true, and in the computation of the the amount of people that ultimately end up. Uh, from Jacob's descendancy in Egypt itself he and his two sons are incorporated in that in that account because they are as you say they are hebrews they're a unique people mm. and joseph hasn't lost that mm. he, he still is despite his position which is uh, remarkable if you look at the uh, the position that he holds uh, the temptation to i suppose uh, To utilize his power in in a variety of ways must have been there. But as I said, he appears to be waiting for God's instructions, how God is leading his life. That impressed me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And on the other side of this as Joseph has sent uh his brothers home uh, you know with one less person and trying yeah. to get them all to come back like particularly with Benjamin again for yeah. this test. Uh initially Jacob is having none of it. He yeah. is is he basically comes to the point where he's like, "Oh, listen. Sorry, but yeah, at the oldest brother I believe it's Simeon who stays there. He's, yes. he's gone.
5: Yeah, Simeon is saying, uh, yeah, he, he writes him off, you're right. But uh, the, here is the, the dilemma that Jacob has. Mm. If they don't go back with Benjamin has ordered, it, and, and then obviously he's conditional to obtaining any further assistance, mm. if they don't, they will die anyway. Mm. And, and so he there, is uh, compelled. The guarantee that Reuben initially gives is not accepted by Jacob. But then as we go further, uh, the guarantees of Judah seem to resonate stronger with Jacob. Plus the fact he doesn't really have an option because these famines were deadly.
6: Mm.
5: He has no option. They would all die unless they get the food. Mm
1: yeah absolutely, this is the position they're in, and ultimately, you know in chapter forty three and verse eleven uh Jacob concedes and he's like, all right guys, you know this is this is the plan like we 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 have to go uh this is preceded by Judah saying, I guarantee the life of Benjamin, I will give my life to to save him yeah. but yeah, in verse eleven, then Jacob he's like, hey. You know, take some stuff, take some spices and yeah. uh, and head off because we, we're we going to die.
0: It's like being stuck in a hard, uh, between a rock and a hard place. Uh, it is. There's
5: no question there's about no good, it. it. There's is. no
0: good outcome. No, no. No.
5: And, and he has to take the chance and, and hope that the boy comes back. And uh, as we know, he does. It remains one of those fantastic stories in the Bible. We grew up with these stories, didn't we? Mm. Um, but there it is. The object lessons, as I said, are really there, thick and fast. Mm. No doubt about it.
1: Absolutely. We I mean, we actually see at the end of verse fourteen. He's like, "Hey, you know, this needs to happen." But uh, I'm I'm reading out of the NIV. He says, "Yeah, I I am bereaved." Like, I am just, yeah. sm- I, I hate that I have to do this, but yeah, this is okay, how it has to go down.
5: Yeah, I mean, you look at the lives of, uh, say, Abraham, Isaac, and J- and Jacob. Now, now Jacob's life stands out. It, it is one full of trauma, isn't it? Mm. Uh, I think the the way things went with him, the multiple wives, and the, the handmaidens that he got involved with, and the expansion of the family, the... The extended family. It's given him tremendous grief, plus his own, you know, he has a lot to regret, hasn't he? Mm. I mean, he's cheated his father, Isaac. He's, you know, obviously mistreated his, he's cheated his brother, Esau. Um, And he must have inflicted uh, tremendous hurt on his mom, who was complicit in in some of it. Uh, It's not been a very easy life. There would have been, and no doubt there was, in the life of Jacob, an awareness of guilt Mm. that must have burdened him. Mm.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, when you read Hebrews chapter 11, you read about, you know, oh there's a very extended section about Abraham and the way that he was faithful throughout his life, and even Isaac as well, but in regards to Jacob, you know, there's a very small mention of his faithfulness because he constantly fell and he constantly made mistakes. But I believe at this point, you know, again, their situation is very difficult. But under the conviction of God, he he concedes. Right. His, and yeah. he's
0: lost his son. Uh, well, he believes he's lost his son. And also he's dealing with baby mama drama. And he's also dealing yeah. with the fact that his boys are... <laughs> having completely inappropriate relationships with uh, the people in his family group as well, too. He's dealing with Uh, all the deception and all the deceit, all the seeds of dishonesty that he planted are coming to fruition in his own family.
5: That's it, isn't it? I mean, here we are. We're talking about a period of some 22 years because uh, you can calculate, calculate this from the account as it is given here in Genesis. So for 22 years, they have been separated. Mm, wow. And that's a remarkable. That's a remarkable time. For 22 years, these boys, all of them, have carried, or these men, of course, they have carried the the guilt and the knowledge of their crime that they did commit against their brother and their father. And yet nobody has come to the point where there was a full and frank confession of their wrongdoing to at least clear the conscience. Mm. They can't do it. They haven't done so. And so to live with that guilt for each and every one of them, and some of them would have burdened, been burdened more than others, but to live with that guilt for 22 years.
1: Mm. Absolutely. That's a, long that's
5: a
0: long, long time to deal with that.
5: Well,
1: Working our way through chapter 43, we see that they rock up back in Egypt. Uh, they're yep. accepted by, by Joseph. They've got their little brother with them. Uh, there is yep. a little bit of a, a debacle about the silver in the sacks. They're like, "Hey, yeah. we, we know we took this like this extra silver, and somehow ended up in the sack." And and Joseph's like, "No, nah, it's fine. I don't I don't really care." Uh, but then he invites them in for a feast, and you know, at this time he asks them how their father's doing, and they respond, they're like, You're, "You know, our father is alive and well." And yeah. then you know, they're told to serve the food. Oh, during this point. You know, Joseph choking back the tears, trying to keep yeah. his emotions in check.
0: And doesn't but, he yeah. sit them all in the but order is, of their... This is,
1: when we get to the that's end, it, end that's of that's chapter that's 43, it. Right, he sits them down in
5: order of age. Yeah, that astonishes them. Young Benjamin, by the way, was not just a little lad. I mean, he was seven years younger than Joseph. Mm. And so uh, Joseph, at this point, is um, about 39. Uh, and so really... Um, Uh, Because we've had the seven years of famine, sorry, seven years of plenty, two years of famine. So we're looking at being 30 years of age when he stands before Pharaoh. So he's about 39. So Benjamin is about uh, 32. And he's married. He's he's got kids as well. So, yes, he's the youngest. But uh, basically, he's not the little kid that we often uh, imagined he was when they took him to Egypt. It's mm. uh, a point to remember, yeah
1: And I think that that's the big point Is that it's essentially Maybe Benjamin being 30 And the rest of them being older You might be able to tell that Oh, Benjamin's younger But for the rest yeah. of them It is it is not so clearly obvious What their ages no are way, Yet yeah. they're sat no, down no, In perfect order And they're again, they're all astonished And that feeling, that dread That they had the whole way through Of like, this is God punishing us Right Yeah it, It's coming back
5: that's so, what guilt does, doesn't it? You always, I mean, guilt facilitates the perception that any adversity is a punishment, mm. and there is no view of uh, redemptiveness that, uh, that that could be employed here. It, it is the guilt that is the worst feeling, the worst sensation, the worst awareness you can have. Yeah. You know.
1: Mm, absolutely. And then we see, uh, finally, closing out chapter 43, we have that, yeah, Benjamin has given five times the portions, of basically yes. beginning the great test that they were going to. But Byron, thank you so much for coming onto the show with us. We have to end it right there. Right now, this is Matt Minicus uh, featuring Clint McCloy with Give, Give me, me the Bible.
2: The Bible, star of gladness gleaming, to cheer the wonder. Tempest Toss No storm can hide That peaceful Radiance beaming Since Jesus Came to seek And save the lost Give me The Bible Holy message Shining Thy light shall guide Me in the narrow Precept and promise, law in love combining Till night shall vanish in eternal day Give me the Bible when my heart is broken When sin and grief have filled my soul with fear Give me the precious words by Jesus spoken. Hold up faith's lamp to show my Savior here. Give me the Bible, holy message shining. Thy light shall guide me in the narrow way. Precept and promise, law and love. Till night shall vanish in eternal day. danger of these realms below that lamp for safety or the gloom shall brighten that light alone the path of peace can show give me the bible holy message shining. thy light shall guide me in the narrow Recept and promise law and love combining till night shall vanish in eternal day, in eternal day.
4: I'm
1: Chapo, and we are the hosts of The Marriage Project.
4: We have a lot of fun on The Marriage Project where we talk about biblical wisdom for marriage, how it translates into real life, and we want to be with you building stronger marriages.
1: So you can join us every Friday afternoon at 3.30pm right here on Faith FM.
4: You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. What are you smiling about? Oh, I'm still on a high from going to Hamilton Seventh day Adventist Church on Saturday. The sermon really got me, and the people were friendly and really encouraged me on my walk with God. And bonus, I hear they sometimes eat together afterwards too. Oh, tell me more. Well, it starts at 9.30 each Saturday for a more casual learning and sharing time, and then everyone comes together for the sermon at 11. I feel like it's helping me live a happier life. Wow, where is this place? I want to go this Saturday. It's at Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church, 105 Lindsay Street, Hamilton, just across from Gregson. Park. Let's go together. I think I'm rich in need of nothing, covered with clothes that I have. Walking in my own way But when I step into your presence
2: I'll clothe you in pure clothes of white And give to you my perfect sight I love you